getting around being real. I'm Jevna. And I'm Kisa. And, and this, this is Talk 360. All right. So happy to be back. But what you don't know is we already recorded half of this show. <laughs> and we're doing it again. <laughs> so bear with us, y'all. This is dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um... What's been going on with us? Um, both been kind of busy. Very. Uh, I had a big summit that I was planning for, and I went to. I was in New Orleans. What? Two weeks? No. Was it last, last week? week? Yes. Lordy, all I know is these past. Wait, was it uh, last week? Yeah, girl. Okay. Wait, the thirteenth no, and the fourteenth. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. You oh. came back because you were back on Monday. Okay, yes. Yeah. Anyways, <sighs> this yeah. year. We've been busy. Listen, you know what? Let me just say this. So our whole show we done recorded 26 minutes and then it stopped working. And I feel like this is just a metaphor of my year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it'd be like that. We like, trying. You know, you think you cruising, doing good, going The banter well. was so great. Yeah, it you was know. the best episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> no, just let me stop. <laughs> you know, you think you're doing good, doing well, cruising, and like... Pivot. Not even pivot. Like some hating-ass person just comes and just snatches <laughs> your ice cream away mid-lick. Oh, You know? Man. That's like just a metaphor. Anyway. But we love y'all. So we're going to take another stab at it. All right. Ooh. Jeffna, was that on purpose? What was Because she said we're going to take another stab at it. And our oh, first. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I'm not that terrible. Okay. Anyways, no, but on a serious note. Yeah. um, It's been a terrible few weeks in terms of news and young people dying mm-hmm. um by very awful means whether deaths, by other by, young people yeah. or by cops so the first on this list is the bronx team junior mm-hmm. who was stabbed by five boys with like some of them have machetes like seriously, if you in a gang and need to squad up with five people to take down one person, you might want to reevaluate your whole gangster stuff. Um, and if it's really that serious that you're about to roll up on somebody, can you please know who you're supposed to be rolling up on? Right, but you know, let's focus. So. I can only imagine the pain and hurt that... I mean, I can't even imagine. Right. I mean, (laughs) right. And so senseless, so ridiculous. And the other ridiculous thing is y'all have got to stop posting these very horrific videos. Recording the the whole thing, not calling the cops. Yeah. Posting everything on the internet. Like, this needs to stop. Yeah, because I... It's either him or the other person we're going to talk to in two seconds who the hospital was like right there and had somebody done something, he probably could be alive. Yeah. But 
It's not even bystander syndrome. It's like viral video syndrome. Yeah, like you'd rather get 100,000 likes. But like, I don't want that on your snap. I don't want that on your IG story. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Who are you recording this for to consume this content? I don't want this content. Yeah. It's just so sad. It's so sad. So sad. So celebrities are... You know, really paying attention to this. Uh, I think Lala and Carmelo Anthony went to see the mom. But I mean, all of that is nothing. Like, you lost your kid. Like, I feel like I wouldn't care. I love me some Rihanna. But if she came and gave me a hug, if something should happen to my daughter, I'd be like, girl, don't touch me. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't care. And it's just senseless. And then you have another senseless kidding of this 17-year-old in Pittsburgh who Mm -hmm. was killed by a cop. Um, you know, they pulled this car over. Supposedly, it fit the, the description. description. That don't mean much. Of a c- car that was in a drive-by shooting. This kid and another kid, two of them. So it's three kids. Two of them ran. And while one of them ran, the cops shot them. Now, come on. Y'all know. Y'all stay hearing cops talking about people pulling out weapons and attacking right. them. You, you have somebody you, you're running not away. Now. Like, right. you are not threatened. Right? And die. we don't have laws in this country where if someone commits a crime, they die. Right. Without going to court. No. Right? Our laws are so that... If someone commits a you crime, you de-escalate, you apprehend, <laughs> right? And then you take and then them. Process they go through, right, the they judicial, go through their process, system. and then they either go to jail or potentially they might die. You know, some people might choose uh, the death penalty, but I'm sure this was not death penalty worthy for one, even if he were tried. But come on, like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And what's it's just crazy. Like, this guy just started at this new um, police force. Literally, he had just... Well, he had been there for, like, three weeks, and he mm-hmm. had just got sworn, sworn in. in. 90 minutes before. Trigger happy. Listen, so ready. Like, why are you so ready? Like, and these are the people we're putting into the force. And, yo, but this person left their job at the University of Pittsburgh before that because, like, there was shady stuff going on. Mm-mm. So it's like... Why, if he was shady in one capacity where he was a campus cop, why was he allowed to be a real cop? (laughs) Like, I'm confused. Well, I know there are people who are going to try to excuse this, but this is inexcusable. He was running away. Yes. I don't care. Don't tell me why he shouldn't have ran away. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so the next person is the rapper XXX. Oh, is he rapper, singer? XXX Tension. So, yeah. you know, he was this going about his is, business. Yeah, he got. Tour sh- from the dealership. Yeah, was shot. And another case of people choosing to watch and report on social media, then try to help. Um,. This is a little bit of a polarizing death, though, because he was a troubling figure. We had heard news of Spotify taking down all his music because of his um, alleged or I don't know. I don't think he was charged. So alleged um, abuse of his baby mom or pregnant girlfriend. I don't think she ended up having the baby beating her so badly that she went blind in one eye, I think. And so he was a troubling figure. 
However, you know, some people are like, do we just forget the bad things people do? Oh, I mean, we definitely, I'm not even, okay, we definitely have some level of, like, amnesia. And, like, I'm part of me isn't necessarily mad at that. I don't think, I, in an ideal world, you would remember a you would remember a person in their totality, right? Mm-hmm. The good and the bad. I mean, I think one, particularly with celebrities who pass, like we tend to focus on all the value that could have been added despite any wrongs that they may had have done mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. whatever the case might no, be. Yeah. I mean, real talk, we do that even before they pass away, right? Right, and, right. and I feel bad sort of talking about it in this context because he is dead and yeah. may his soul rest in peace. But it's sort of like, what kind of life did you lead and who suffered from you being alive, right? right? And I guess she didn't continually suffer. So there's some who could say, well, she wasn't continuing to suffer. He was trying to do good things. You know, he was going to put on like a fundraiser for- yeah, some like community benefit. Yeah, He's and all this Florida. stuff. Granted, I will say I had no idea about this kid prior to learning of his um, unfortunate passing. Um and I happened to look up his music on Spotify like the day after, and I was like, oh, I was like, dang. Yeah. Um, he pops up on my. I only know him because he pops up on my stuff because I listen to like alternative like hip hop and rap. Gotcha. But you know, since his passing, a lot of people obviously have been like, who is this guy? What did he sing? And so people have been searching for his music. So he's been right. His music has been rising in popularity Mm -hmm. as well as um, his song sad, which I guess is the most popular song that he had or whatever has now hit number one on the book. Yeah. Where previously it was like, it peaked at like seven, like, so I mean, it's, even that, I mean, it's kind of sad. I don't know. Half of the reason why we are in this predicament is because all these guns. Like, <laughs> real talk. Like, And that's kind of a good segue into the next topic for yeah. the roundup. And just startling so, facts for the U.S., Right, y'all. so there is more guns in the U.S. than people. 120 guns to every 100 people. And 3% of American adults, not Households own half the nation's firearms. Um, the other startling fact is that the neck the nation with the next like highest percentage of guns to people is Yemen. Mm-hmm. And their ratio is fifty like six guns per one hundred. So we're people. already at about half. Mm-hmm. But then think about the reputation of Yemen. Oh, yeah. Everybody's always talking trash about them. Like, one, everybody bigs us up, right, for being this great, so civilized, whatever. And, like, the Middle East is these, like, I don't want to say crazy people. But do you know what I mean? Like, Mm over-militarized, like, whatever countries. So it's like for them to be the next highest and for for us to be blowing them out the, the water. water. Yeah, yeah. like... What? And the other thing is in terms of wealthy, you know, first world well, We would deem, right, comparable Right, the countries. next in line is Canada. And there are about 30 to 32 guns per 100 people. I mean, probably who might... Well, the people who own the guns own multiple guns. They're guns... But why? Owner, I don't even care. What do you like, call them? They... 
um collectors collect gun collectors i just but why <sighs> i mean i guess like stupid people collect a bunch of beanie babies but like this isn't a beanie baby <laughs> yeah it, it just, I don't know. this is something that in the wrong hands could kill someone i guess i just i, I don't really understand the fascination with guns yeah. and i guess it's kind of troubling that this number of that this number of people kind of control our or limit us from progressing with gun control laws mm-hmm. you know like i don't know that's sort of troubling to me yeah and is it because we consume the most number of guns in the world why you know it just makes you start think like trying to make correlations about why things can't change right but i don't know anyways i don't know Oh, gosh. So the U.S. announced this withdrawal from the the U.N. Human Rights Council. And we haven't gotten into the whole zero tolerance immigration debacle because that's something we're going to talk in talk about in the 360 topic. Yeah. However, the Trump administration announced um, prior to their executive his executive order about um, no longer separating kids from their families that they were going to withdraw from the United Nations Human Rights Council mm-hmm. stating per Nikki Haley who is the ambassador to the UN that she um, we take the step because of our commit our commitment does not allow us to remain a part of a hypocritical and self-serving organization that makes a mockery of human rights now i think it's funny how right (laughs) like how like real talk like this comes not long after one of the leaders like speaks out on the u.s and our zero tolerance policy like and i mean even if everyone's being big old hypocrites, America included, is what we're saying is, well, everyone, since there are a bunch of hypocrites, let's all just be hypocrites and forget even talking about human rights. Let's all be ter- They're being right. terrible, so it's okay to be terrible. I feel like that's kind of the mantra of this government. Like, they, Well, they're doing worse. Yeah. <laughs> or they did it. Yeah. You know, even with this whole um, zero tolerance thing, right? Well, Obama and Bush and Clinton did it, you know, or like it's just everybody's excuse is like a fifth grader. He's doing it too, or right. he did it first. Right. Like what? Doesn't make it okay. <laughs> what? I don't understand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, regardless, though, it doesn't come as a surprise because they've always sat, sort of lambasted the forty-seven member body. Oh, they've been trying to find a way yeah. out. They've been. Been, been, been. So we'll see. A part of me is almost like, I'm not even mad, but like, I'm waiting for y'all to come up with the alternative. Right. So what are y'all doing? Right. Exactly. All right. So if you're from Boston, um, you probably know of a man called Tommy Chang. He is the Boston Public School Superintendent. Now, Tommy Chang has been in the news, you know, typically talking about school stuff. But now he and and there have been a few controversies controversies over the last few years yeah there have been a few like how's how he's spending money Mm. and blah 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 blah. anyway so long story short um there's a lawsuit that's alleging that the bps shared info with the ice which is jenna so why you call it ice everybody calls it ice (laughs) whatever because it's an acronym 
immigration and customs enforcement. Right. Typically, the people people call if they want illegal immigrants to get in trouble. Um, so essentially, there was this kid in East Boston High School who had gotten into a fight, and then there was supposedly some gang supposedly we don't know for sure some gang related um, issues, and so because of these supposed gang related issues. He was taken into custody, I think, over a year later that then resulted in deportation. Right, right, right. And then it was later learned that much of the information that they learned about this kid had been received from the school or, you know, um, and so. uh, One, y'all ain't got nothing better to do (laughs) than create portfolios of information to feed to ICE. Right, right. And I mean, you know, again. I'm like, all right, fine. People. I hope you was keeping that same energy and trying to help these kids figure out what colleges they can apply right, to. Right. Again, I mean, people might have an issue with, yeah, well, he was an illegal student, blah, 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 blah. But I think one, it's a kid, right? Like you're sitting here like writing out, setting information. What kind of precedent precedent does this set? Also, it's and like of- for a kid who... Bet you money he didn't have any say as to whether or not he came here legally or illegally. Right. But I think also, too, it's sort of like, what are we saying? So now schools with no policy or rights can just decide to rat out whatever students they feel like writing out based on what? You know, like there's no sort of like rules and laws around this. And so if there's no rules and laws around it, it sort of just feels kind of wrong and kind yeah. of smart. Sneaky, and like underhanded. Sneaky and, and like you're there for an education. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, for all we know, like... Was this a situation where kids are disclosing things in confidence and it's being used against them? Right, I don't like. Right. I don't know. Right, right, right. Because the truth you is, you could be talking to your guidance counselor and be like, "Oh, my parents don't know anything yep, about yep. this and whatever, exactly. whatever." And and is that being used against right. you? And that's the thing too, because typically it's not information that you have to necessarily give up when you um, are enrolled. When you're enrolled, and so it's almost like you're breaching someone's trust, right? Because mm-hmm. they feel like school's a safe haven. Yeah. They feel like this is a place where they can give up that information. So it just feels weird, and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so there's this woman, Nicole Artega. She's a first-grade teacher in Phoenix, Arizona. Peora, sorry, Peoria, Arizona. Um, you know, she had gotten pregnant. She was nine weeks pregnant. She had learned from her doctor that her pregnancy was not a viable pregnancy. Yeah. Um, her fetus was, did not have a heartbeat. Like, it just was not going to make it, yeah. basically. Um, and so, you know, she was given some medication. She had get, was given the option of surgery or another option, which is a little bit less invasive, of yeah. course, of taking this medication that would allow her to essentially to pass, to pass the naturally. baby out naturally. So she goes to the Walgreens to go, you know, get her prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the person asked her, are you pregnant? And she said yes. And they're like, well, I don't want to give this to you because of my beliefs or mm-hmm. whatever. In better words, not better words, but in other words than that. I'm just yeah. paraphrasing. And so, you know, she found herself having to defend her rights. Like, hey, you know, my baby isn't. Try to explain, like, my baby. But even that, one, that's wild. I can't imagine a world where I'm rationalizing why I need this medication. Like. Right. So, like, what? If somebody happens to get an STD, you could be judgy and be like, well, you shouldn't have been out here (laughs) raw-dogging. Right. Like, 
that's crazy to yeah. me. And I mean, granted, in Arizona, like that's that technically is, allowed. Yeah, it's allowed where you can yeah. deny certain things based on your moral and religious. And Walgreens beliefs. actually came out in their defense, yeah, too. because of this law. Yeah, but I think that's the issue with the law, and I think you and I spoke about this law a little while back on the show. Yeah, like you're essentially giving someone, an individual, the right to limit another person's beliefs or rights mm-hmm. or whatever or their access to care, care or, or putting their yeah. health in jeopardy and i don't like know what said, could happen if, if next thing you know someone's like well you've been a nasty little hussy yeah. like i'm not giving you this to make you feel better like what like some people believe that you get a yeast infection this is kind of getting gross <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut this out but like people are dumb and like i i, I take it a step beyond and like People can believe a lot of things and rationalize a lot of things, even if they don't necessarily correlate to like a person being a bad person and doing bad things. So it's like when we leave it up to people's discretions, we've seen time and time again, people make terrible decisions. So I don't know. It's a scary thought. Like, and I don't know. And what if it was something that like, I don't know, like, what if it was a situation where her not getting this medicine could lead to some complication? No. Yeah, and it could have. Like, know? so, yeah. I don't know. It didn't, thank God. But, like, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, your beliefs should not Inf- impact my ability to get access to something. And even Especially beyond when you that. you work for a public entity. Like, right. can, you can do whatever you want into the in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. But I just think it's just wrong. And for you to deny someone you know, that something um, publicly. What I also think you know? is crazy is, I don't know, maybe it was a situation where there are multiple pharmacists or whatever, but, like, if this was the only pharmacist, because it feels like, to me, it had to have been the only pharmacist there. Because if that pharmacist just didn't want to do it for her, then they could have transitioned it to, to another pharmacist else, yeah. who was there. But they so you're the it only to another pharmacy. Right, right. But, like, so you're the only pharmacist there. What that means is you fill the prescription. Because she got a notification telling her that the prescription was filled. <laughs> right. So you did it knowing good and well you weren't going to give it to her. Well, I guess they didn't, didn't know call. that until they asked her if she was pregnant. What do you think she's getting this medicine for? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's another use. Reason, but yeah. like, but yeah, no, okay, that's crazy. But anyways, in things you don't care about, Crimea River, hashtag Crimea River. Um, so Trump staffers are having a hard time dating in D.C. Uh-huh. I mean, as they should. I mean, hashtag laughing my a double snakes off. Um, so. You know, Washington, D.C. is a pretty democratic city. And not that this should be about, like, Democrat versus Republican. I think it's just about right or wrong. Okay? I don't care how liberal, how conservative you are. Like, listen, our president is... There's just a hot mess. Yes. Anyways... So, so both current and former staffers say they're often berated by prospective dates online or simply denied when someone finds out they work or they, that they voted for the president. Can I say one thing, actually? Go. As much as, like, okay, yes, I'm sure that, like, many people are ignoring them once they find out they're associated with Trump to some capacity, but, like, the fact that it's gotten to the point that if this was picked up 
by as a news story is actually kind of crazy to me because this is like epitome white tears. Like, no, I yeah. can't get a date. But also, it's and almost it's like all y'all hate me. No, no, y'all even hate bigger me than for that. My even bigger than that, it's not. Oh, let's dissect why our president is a bigot and a racist, and why so many people don't right. like him so much. In fact, that they would rather they not don't have give sex you a chance right. and give you a chance than to date you. Let's not talk about that. Like, let's ooh, talk. What could drive people to not wanting let's... to deal with me without even knowing me? Right. Y'all so mad people passing judgments on you because of some level of affiliation you have to this other person. So to me, it's like, but let's just talk about, let's actually talk about the the real issue. But no, we're going to talk about people who can't get dates because they work for date each other. Y'all be out. as if to say that the folks who are unwilling to date them are the ones with the, with the problem. I mean, I'm not surprised that that's the mentality <laughs> and perspective of these people. Um, and speaking of, you know, I guess Melania's jacket really just kind of epitomizes how I feel about that whole dating topic. So she wore a jacket. Um, you know, everyone's kind of talking about how she wore this jacket to the immigration camp in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. But, and it said, um, I really don't care. Do you? Do you? Now, yeah. here's the thing. I don't even care that much about where she wore it to, though, you know, we can all argue about that. But I think it's just, First of all, it's not Melania style. Melania be dressed, She's dressed to the, to the nines, team. right? In the dresses, in the trench coats, in the heels, in and the And she's ass. all about like sleek elegance that's like kind of timeless. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you want to throw on this Forever 21 jacket talking about, <laughs> I really don't care to do you like you some 21-year-old. I've never seen her festival. wear anything with right. visible, even brands on it. Right. Festival loving jacket <laughs> on to go to this immigration center. Can I talk about? I really don't care, do you? And then you gonna tell us they don't mean nothing? What? I refuse to believe it wasn't strategic for you what? to go so out of pocket in terms of what you typically yeah, it's wear. Not her style, and also it's just tacky. Like what political aside from make America or just what brand, statement? Or like, period or like tokens, like slogans of whatever you're doing. Like what politician puts on shirts, even even. <laughs> Even like, wear like, a button, boo. Yeah, like... <laughs> Get a brooch that actually fits in a little better. But but then but then you're going to have her saying it don't mean nothing, or at least her person, and then you got Trump on the internet talking about... talking about Right, y'all not even in agreement. Right? Y'all clearly don't. I pillow God, top. I don't think they... I really don't think they've seen each other, and they only Listen, see each other for these, like, weird public appearances. Why I feel like he set where her he, up? Where what? He, you yep. know, I think he set her up. He's like, baby, wear this jacket. <laughs> where he be trying to, like, rub her arm, and she be, like, swatting him yeah. away, like... Don't touch me. We only doing this for the show. Yeah. God. Hot mess. I'm not with it. And I mean, sorry, y'all might be mad at me for taking it there. If one Michelle Obama had the audacity to put something like this on. Listen, y'all, I'm in here like tambourine shaking <laughs> like I'm in church on a Pentecostal Sunday like when everybody's happy Jesus is coming for... back. Because it's so real. It is so real. And that's what people are talking about. This, like, mediocrity. Like, the black people cannot survive on mediocrity. Now, now, now they're allowed to make statements with their closing, clothing choices. Exactly. Okay. Anyways. That's it for our roundup. <laughs> All right. So with that, we'll get into our faves of the week. Now, 
you know, I'm always giving Boston flack because I just You're a think hater. we are. That's fine. <laughs> that and the following. Um, I just think Boston's like way behind the curve when it comes to anything forward and fun for people of color. You know, just way late behind the trying on day parties. Way late behind the trying on brunch. Still ain't getting it right though. All of Still our evening parties right. on a Sunday. Still ain't getting it right. <laughs> Way behind trend on lounging and having, you know, events, whatever. But we, we, we survive out here. We make it work. We do what to do. Um, so, you know, shout out to the folks who really tried to put together a really awesome um, event called BAMS Fest, which BAMS is short for Boston Arts and Music, Boston Art, Music and Soul Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought together some really cool um, nice R&B slash soul artist. The headliner um, was Kindred Soul. Kindred Soul, yep. Um, Sam Trump was there. Um, I'm forgetting some names right now. But essentially, Valerie it was... Stevens. Yeah. It was a super dope um, event. Unfortunately, the rain sort of ruined the turnout. But, you know, I was still out there, me and my baby. Um, and we had a really good time. And I think... Um, it really set the stage. This, this is not going to be the last one. So it really set the stage to me for, you know, next year and like having an even better event next year. And I just think it would be would have been a dope, dope experience had it the weather, the weather been great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even with the weather not being great, it was like a decent turnout. It was like a nice mix of people. Um, there were food trucks, there was vendors, you know, all the vendors didn't show up, which I think is also kind of tacky, tacky, but like whatever. Um, there were artists, really awesome people doing like live painting, like big murals of art. I think one of the most beautiful ones is like this kid, um, like a in color, um, mm-hmm. like just all these colors and the hair and the dreads, just beautiful picture. Um, so in general, I just think, you know, it's nice that this is something that can come to the city of Boston, despite its, uh, boringness. Um, and hopefully it will only just grow sort of like Curl Fest only grow in popularity as time goes on. Oh, I forgot Curl Fest happens here. It does happen here. Does it? You went, I ain't been, you know, I got the creepy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So that's but my yeah, no, that's dope. I was one of the people who's terrible and had every intention of going and saw the rain and stayed home. Boo! I know I'm whack. Um, but I'm happy it was a good time, and hopefully the weather will be better next year. My fave of the week. Oh, I had a few options. <laughs> a few options. Make up your mind. I know. I mean, can I do one quick? I guess I'll save them. No, save them both. Quick. Go, go, okay. go. Fast. So both of them are like, um, not document. One is a documentary. One is uh, a TV show that's new. The documentary, I'm just thinking about this. The HBO Serena Williams documentary is really good. HBO Serena? Yeah. Okay. I forget what it's called, but I mean, if you look Serena up, like you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really dope. So it talked about all her trials and tribulations with the pregnancy and like trying to get back into the swing of things. Actually, a lot of the stuff that she's experienced has resulted in like them changing the way like rankings are done and like seating with the tenant with uh, pro athletes for women 
So one, that was dope. Um, and like the resiliency she had, like, mm-hmm. and seeing her like struggle and like the grit that she has to persevere is dope. Definitely inspiring. Um, but in more of the sentimental vein, this was what my fave was supposed to be this week is, um, it's a new show on own called love is, and it's supposed to follow the like black, um, write it uh, not writer director producer duo the akils um like the wife is known for martin and girlfriends i don't know what the husband is known for but he they're both of the same vein a lot mm-hmm. of like they've been involved in a lot of like the black shows and like movies or whatever that you're familiar with um so it like follows it's loosely based off of their love story and so here's the thing i like it in theory What's kind of sad for me, though, is that this one actor who I've been following since he was on YouTube, actually through an Issa Rae production a long, long time ago called First, is like the headliner playing the husband in this couple or scenario. The chemistry he has with the girl isn't like on point. I'm hoping it gets better as the season moves along. But in terms of just like cute, lovey-dovey romance kind of like... Uh, mindless content like I liked it so I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops it might be a little too rose colored like seeing as how it depends on how these characters develop Mm -hmm. but for now I'm intrigued and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it okay all right well do I even have own I feel like I don't even watch tv oh my whole life I'm a pirate <laughs> I find ways to see everything. I'm a terrible person. Uh, oh my god! All right. So, as you know, the show is called Talk Three Sixty, and every week um, we pick a topic that's you know periodically. Like, <laughs> well, <stop>. yes. <laughs> um, so this week we really wanted to kind of focus in on the stories about immigration you know um as an immigrant myself actually an illegal immigrant child I came here illegally and mm. I eventually got my I'm happy got you naturalized. made it girl. <laughs> I'm happy and got my citizenship you know um it's sort of immigration has been a very very hot topic ever since Trump has gotten into office and he has really changed the na- like I feel like so let's let's kind of get down to it illegal immigration is not like a felony by any means right um typically the only means that causes immediate deportation or any form of like really bad charges is if you commit a crime crime. as Mm -hmm. an illegal immigrant. So actually crossing the border isn't seen as like this egregious thing. Um, For some reason, I feel like this, these past two years or so, or even a little bit before that. Is the crime in and of itself. Yeah, the crime. Well, yes, but it, 
everyone's making it out to be like on par with like killing someone. Yeah. You know, like I've never really seen illegal immigration like have this weight of like dirtiness and Mm -hmm. like the narrative, you know, when you see Trump on stage with people who have died by illegal immigrant gangs and Got, you know gotten hurt by immigrants and like all this stuff it's like the messaging is if you choose to cross the border illegally your intent and your whole entire life and wreak who havoc you are is a bad person citizens. and your goal is to wreak havoc yeah. on people let's sort of break down you know, immigration a little bit, right? Like, (sighs) countries like America, UK, France, whatever, spent their whole entire histories illegally immigrating to countries all over the world, robbing them of their lives. And now they've established wealthy countries of which they now want to block the same people whose lives and countries they have pretty much denigrated and killed their prosperity, right? Out of greed. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it a buck here. So you are now reaping what you sow. What they sowed. What they sowed, right. (laughs) Right? You're now reaping what you sow. Yeah. And your people from other countries who want a better life, right? As you did at right? one point. Because having pride in where you were born, having pride, like I'm I'm very prideful about being Jamaican, does not negate the fact that if you there's, are if not it, That there wealthy, might be less opportunity. Right. Yeah. Jamaica may not be the place you want to live. And even, let's say for instance, right, we have one university in Jamaica. A pretty good university, right? University of West Indies. It's one of the campuses of of, of a pretty good university. But if you want to, I don't know, explore being an astronaut. You know, you watch astronauts on TV. It is not quite the place to learn Mm -hmm. about being an astronaut. Yeah. Right? If you want to learn certain things. So what you're telling somebody is the you are limited right to the borders of which you are born and the opportunity for which that country and that space can give you right but and for having some, not accepted that for yourself at exactly, some point in time exactly part of your lineage did not accept that exactly that so, unless you are literally a native of this land right. or somebody who's was brought over here as a part of the slave trade this country is not yours right and and I don't want to triv and that's not trivializing it because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, that was a long time ago. The laws have changed, but, but and blah but, blah. But why? But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The majority of immigrants, the majority, majority of people who, who's coming here thinking that they're gonna have less opportunity. No, less no, no. Access. I'm not even talking about opportunity. Oh. The majority of immigrants are not coming. Are not. Committing crimes. Right. The majority of crimes in the United States are not. If I could understand if 90, even 55% of crimes in the United States, petty and felon, like felony crimes, right. petty crimes, felony crimes, all kinds of crimes, the whole gamut of crimes that happens in America. If 51. Yo, even if it was like, yeah, literally, even 51 like percent of these crimes are being done by illegal immigrants or immigrants. 
period. So not right. even just illegal immigrants. Immigrants, period. I'd be like, you know what? Something's going on. The morality on. outside of this country is hella low. Or they think they can come here and do whatever they, what feel they want. Like. And so, you know what? Let's do it. But That's not to really to really blow up and over inflate the impact of crimes committed by illegal immigrants, and I'll even slash on immigrants, mm-hmm. onto that is so wrong and misleading but that and is like, terrible. That is strategy and that is technique. Like, that is intentional, unfortunately. It is all this president does is specialize in what is the most incendiary, gut-wrenching, like fear-inducing statement I can make to get people to do what I want them to do in the current moment in time. Right. And right now that's correlating immigrants to crime and despair and like just issues overall. But then like, remember this all came from us saying we don't, many of these people saying, oh, we don't want immigrants here because they're messing with our economy and taking our right. jobs so and this, let's, that, let's, and the Let's third. talk about that, right? So let's, let's there's like two things I want to talk about. So I want to talk about this whole idea of, um, you know, separating children from their families being a law that's been around for a long time. We'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've actually been reading articles lately about how much these new zero tolerance, well, New, yes, new zero tolerance policy. Yeah, that's new. That's under session. Um, hasn't been impacting farming and agriculture. Mm-hmm. So, um, half of agricultural jobs actually are done by immigrants, majority illegal immigrants, mm-hmm. and. It's actually been an accepted like undercurrent of our economy because despite the other narrative of immigrants taking our jobs, the many jobs in agriculture, such as dairy farms and people who don't want to do that, vegetables, whatever, Mm -hmm. avocados, your peers, whatever, strawberry picking, these aren't, we've moved so much from a culture of hard labor mm-hmm. right being a, a a dignified means of work right so there was a time when farming and the majority of americans farmed for a living right mm-hmm. and it was dignified work we've moved away from dignified work in agriculture where you actually touch the plants like the dignified work in agriculture is if you own the farm if you drive the tractor right. if you do the hiring right but it's not or actually be picking the crops. Picking the crops. Yeah. So an uh, undercurrent of our society in a sustainable way of keeping us eating and keeping and us at thriving costs that are low. and at a cost that's low is getting people who are willing to do this work at a cheaper cost. Mm-hmm. And not even just at a cheaper cost, but who are willing to do this work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now we're hearing conversations around the zero tolerance policy limiting, I think 25% of farm work or farm work is unfulfilled, right? So there's not enough workers. Yeah, people are scared in the farm to, industry. 
to continue to do what we need because they to know sustain. going to work is them having a target on their back potentially. Exactly. Exactly. So the reason, so the reason why I feel like folks have never been as harsh around regular old people looking for work, which the majority of them are, you know, thirteen million non undocumented people in this country. I don't hear about thirteen million. Pe- like, are you hearing about thirteen million deaths every day? You know, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wh- wh- what? So they obviously ain't out here killing everybody every day. They're out here working 14-hour days. To- In the hot sun, picking your strawberries so you could stuff your mouth and gain calories enough to run your mouth and talk crap about them. Listen, it's it's a lot. Right? It's a lot. Then the other thing is this false narrative around this law being around for for a long time. And actually, I saw a guy tweet. I think he was a law guy, a lawyer law guy. <laughs> a he lawyer tired, yeah. um, who, like, put up a note about, like, what the laws said to do in the past mm-hmm. that are very different. So no one's saying yes. It's funny how no one wants to give credit, right? They only want to give credit when it's something negative towards Trump. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, no one wants to give supposed if 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 harsh immigration policies is what y'all love so much and y'all are supporting Trump, and if Obama and Bush and Clinton has been doing it for a long time, why ain't y'all give Obama the credit? But that's not where I'm going with this. The point I'm trying to make is this has been. Not the zero tolerance policy, but the policy around um, holding that, yeah. families at the border or being stricter on it, on illegal immigration has been around. Mm-hmm. But there was never this thing of separating families, like literally ripping families apart as a mm-hmm. means of punishment. Yeah. Like the punishment has been go back. We won't keep you, yeah. right? We won't. Leave. You we, can't stay yeah, here. You can't it's stay. been you can't stay here. Right, you can't stay here. But now it's we are going to, to separate you as a means of punishment and by separating you it's you're doing it as to deter other families from, from coming. coming from trying to make the journey. That is the significant difference. Right. Right, right? now it's shifted from you can't be here to we are going to use the full extent of the law against you, regardless of how long that means you're separated from whomever you may have come here with. Exactly. And that is the fundamental issue. Yes, in the past, there have been kids who have been in detention centers. Not cool. But I think the argument, and that's not cool. That breaks my heart. There's some you know, ethical things that a lot of people fight for, which is why a lot of people work in the South pro bono in detention centers Mm -hmm. and support all of that. There are people out there who do the hard fight, the hard work, trying to support that on a day to day, on a day to day. Cool. Right. Because at the end of the day, it ain't cool to raise your child in a prison, basically. Yeah. But at least for them to be like raising themselves. Exactly. (laughs) But at least if you come with a family member, you can stay with that family member. If you're a kid who comes by yourself, obviously you're by yourself. And they do what they can to find find family here Mm -hmm. or find family there, right? 
But to forcibly remove kids from their parents as a means of punishment, putting the kids in one area, putting the parents in another area, deciding the parents' fate before the kids' fate, potentially sending the parents back before the kids come back, sometimes sending the kids with a family member here. Like, that is not cool. Mm -hmm. Little kids. We're not talking about 17, 18-year-olds. We're talking about 2-year-olds, 10-month-olds. Six month olds. Y'all don't want to take them into the system. So what are we doing? And the mere fact of calling something a zero tolerance policy as it relates to human life and survival just shows. And and then being like you're sticking the same to the thing, Bible though. and like Christianity always, and life and caring about. You don't care. You don't, you don't actually care about, care about people. These people. Yo, let's, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but like, I feel like this is going to be one of those things. I hope somebody's queuing up a study now so like we can go back to these people 10 years from now, yeah. these kids 10 years from now, 20 years from They're, now. The level of trauma, re- yeah. the level of trauma you are inflicting on these children by removing them from whatever semblance of a support system or whatever yeah. that they might have. Many of them probably not even speak, you, even if you're saying- Hey, we're taking care of you. They don't even know what you're saying. All they know is you took their parent away from them. Yeah. You took their guardian away from them. That's I'm, all they know. And America's Can't gonna, talk to you. Can't communicate. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. America's going to reap what they sow, I tell you. But th- but then that makes me mad because I, I don't want to say that and, and, th- this trauma then results in them becoming bad people. No, not but even bad people. No, 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 but like you're literally, I want to know. Like what is going to be the incident rate of these people having anxiety and this and that no, and yeah. whatever. And even, I'm not even just talking about like potentially them seeking vengeance of some kind, but I'm just talking about. When I say America's reaping what it sows, even with this whole just pillaging of people back in in the day and continues to do, it's just how broke down and separated our country. Like we always trying to find the other and, and separate and yeah. do this and do that. And always at the expense of brown and black yeah. people. I'm just talking about the issues of just sort of the polarizing like mm-hmm. life like just how polarized our country is yeah you know like you don't get to this point in a country off of like empathy and kindness and and it's like literally the same thing over and over and over again like like zero tolerance heard this before with maximum minimum sentences with during the crack epidemic but it's just it wasn't brown bodies then it was black ones so i was watching I was watching this really interesting um, episode of um, United Shades, which is with W. Kamal Bell on CNN. Mm-hmm. So he did this interview with a bunch of Canadians and Americans who moved to Canada since Trump's um, election. And one of the women on the show said something really interesting that like sort of kind of took me, you know, and it wasn't groundbreaking or anything, but she said, you know why people talk about Canada as a safe haven or why Canada has been successful or whatever? It's because Canada, not that it's not without its problems, but it knows that in order for you to have a sustainable society, right, you have to take care of your people. Yeah. 
in whatever means that that is. And, you mm-hmm. know, she talked about how their healthcare system is single payer, but that they have issues around like um, medicine. So it's not perfect in that you can go see a doctor, but if you get med- um, a prescription, you might not have access to the right. You might not have access to the prescription because it's it costs and it's not covered. So they're mm-hmm. trying to change the laws around prescription medicine and like all of that. But essentially, that the fun, the foundation of how the, the 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 country runs is almost on compassion and empathy, thinking about your fellow man, and knowing that the the if if one person does well and everyone is feeling good, doing well, being happy, mm-hmm. you have a functional. You're more likely to be a contributing member of society. Exactly. You're more likely to be have a better footing if you're not going into debt for like healthcare issues yeah. you have money to then spend in the economy yeah. like <laughs> no and it's just a foundational fundamental thing mm-hmm. that i think a lot of people in this country have just lost track of every man for themselves well it's so funny because what i don't get about it is how can a people who are so inherently entitled off of Sometimes you could argue not their own merit are right. so quick to like point the finger and tell others that they need to like pick themselves, pick themselves up. up. Yeah, no, it's real. I don't know. It's just. I mean, but again, we have a president who says he had a small loan <laughs> of what a million dollars that allowed him, him to to, yeah. to start his no. own journey. Yeah. That is gonna. I truthfully think that is America's downfall. This idea of we're just so selfish. So, yeah, so selfish. The way that, like, well, not everybody. Obviously, thank no, God for all the are, nonprofits and the people who actually care about yeah. their people and who put and their life in social justice work and, and doing who are things empathetic. for the good. Yes, kudos to you because I swear I really think if it were not for people like. That you, yeah. you know, who think about other people that I don't know where America would be. But a lot of the it wouldn't get very makers, far. Listen, a yeah. lot of the decision makers. At the end of the day, it's so funny because we are always saying we're so democratic and we're doing what's good for all the people because all the people are voting and whatever. But like at the end of the day, it's very few people who are deciding what laws are in place. Oh yeah. And I mean, which is why it's so important for you to vote on the local level and this, that, and the third. But like at the end of the day, like decisions are still being made by such a small, small select few. Like, again, even the way our political system works, like whether or not we're supporting gun laws is because the companies that have money are lobbying for whatever law or like whether or not we are like supporting technology or farming or whatever the case might be is because some company, some lobby, some something is like backing whatever that initiative is. Mm -hmm. And like everything is just so tied to like, I don't know. It's just like so tied to money and like, I mean, this is another, this could be a whole other topic in and of itself, but it's just, when did we become a nation where all we cared about was advancement monetarily and not about like actual people? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
And, I mean, and but then, but I was actually then, watching an Anthony Bourdain episode yesterday. May he rest in peace, because I really love him. But you know, he had gone to um, the episode was when him and his uh, co-star went to Bhutan. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, you know, he was you know experiencing like traditional life of Bhutan, but also kind of talking about how it was increasingly becoming more. Um, Modern, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were building roads on the mountain, like actually paving roads on the mountains and doing like other things and kind of like just juxtaposition of like the changes in, you know, modernization of Bhutan with like the, the, the past culture. Um, and he said something in that episode that was, again, sort of like you want people to experience like a different thing, like better roads, right? But then do you want a culture to like become commodified and mm-hmm. all about like materialism and, and all about oh like, now lose we have the this sense of to, people yeah. right because it's like all about like you know people community coming together they pray together they eat mm-hmm. together it's communal, but now it's about using right, this road to eating, get from things from one place right, to the next right, and right this right and that, you know yeah. and it's just sort of like when you really like strip a society like bear right when you strip off all the the fancy trappings the big screen tvs and the technology and all the blah, it is blah, is blah, people blah. and how all they relate with each how other they relate to each other yeah. right you know mm-hmm. most of the things we do for fun is how do we get around other people the you know eating drinking together like having a good time it's about how we 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 thrive as people in the same society and it's just sort of like when you start to see people really focus solely on capitalism and commercialization and like, ooh, it's all about who can succeed the most and make the most money and like, and but only and if not we can and this, not like, allowing other people to have these opportunities. Yeah, like, and not to get into this weird space, but I think that's what it's all about. Like, people want opportunity when they leave a place, right? Like, nobody for is you to travel their entire right, life, lives and, and their livelihood with kids to to come, knowing that they might be turned away, knowing that exactly. they might be held in a detainment center, exactly. knowing all of these. It's things. It's like, where's our humanity? Like when. You know, and people will be like, what? Democrats care more about illegals than Americans. Get out of here. That's not it. Like, we the care point about is, Americans. If they're going to end up here anyways, can we deal with them in a, hum- a humane way? Exactly. <laughs> and not even that. Like, them coming here is really not killing every American. No. Like, are you serious? Do you want your avocados or not? Not even. No, but not even to oversimplify it that way. But, like, you having. People come here and potentially have a chance chance at citizenship to try to elevate conversations around murders. The the, the very small number in comparison, the ratios of murders Mm -hmm. to try to make a story or to make a reason or to try to guilt trip people into not caring to, into saying they don't care about Americans or American people. They don't care about American lives. It's just wrong. Yeah. It's just wrong. You know, and I think I'm going to just leave Y'all it always want to talk about all lives matter until, until, until. until. It's all American <laughs> lives. No, well, girl. it's all American white lives matter. <laughs> Whew, Citizens. Child. You forgot the citizens. Well, all American. Natural born citizens. Sorry. <laughs> and then we get all complicated. <laughs> all 
uh, citizens who came on a boat like a hundred years ago, whose parents were white, fair, fair skinned, fair skinned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, not on a boat, but oh god, it gets complicated. It gets so complicated. Hmm. I mean, America do better. Like, if the really? people gonna end up here anyways, all we... white third generation. <laughs> Lives matter. Who may have gotten here illegally or illegally, but that's besides the point. They're here. They were here. They well, were here then. All so people, they can be the here All now. people who we can be sure they've been here a little while, lives matter. And if you're white. Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Whew. All right. Well, that's it for our 360s topic. If you have any additional comments, let, let us, us know. know. Um, you can reach out. You know what? We on social. We check it occasionally. It's Talk at Talk Three Sixty Show. Error. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, hit us up. Um, we are exhausted. We can't believe we did it. Ugh, after a fail of a first pass at a show, we made it. We did. And with that, we're gonna get ready to close off our show. With our ten words or less. So oh, Kisa, I forgot about that. What do we? <laughs> what do we feel on this week? Um, creativity is the greatest rebellion in existence, and that's by Osho. And I mean, you know, it's mostly because I think it's not even just about like making things; it's about creating creative solutions to problems. You know, and I feel like thinking outside the box is the best way that you can supersede sort of any kind of suppressive systems is trying to think of new ways and new ideas and being creative about how to make things better. And it just kind of spoke to me, you know, generally. So there's that. Okay. My 10 words or less for this week are finding the why to live allows you to bear the how. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So, I like that. Hold that. Let it marinate. Yes. Um, but with that, we are Audi 3000 for this week. So, uh, bye. Peace. <laughs> it's late, y'all. It's late. <laughs> Literally. All right. Late. Bye. Love y'all. Like us. Share us. <laughs> tell your friend to tell a friend.